0: Welcome to Sonics Flight, the podcast devoted to all things Sonics. Sonics Flight is a monthly podcast discussing current events, news, and topics of interest to the Sonics community. We aim to entertain and educate builders and pilots of Sonics aircraft designs, inspiring them to complete and operate their aircraft safely and efficiently. So we're down here at the ultralight strip. And I'm talking with Paul Hawken. Paul is a volunteer demo pilot for M-Squared Aircraft and flies one of their one of their demonstrators. Actually, not one of their demonstrators. You fly a whole bunch of M-Squared Aircraft oh, demonstrators. Yeah. How long have you been doing this, Paul?
1: I've been with Paul about 18 years now.
0: And how many demo rides per day do you think you get?
1: Well, we did 120 here last year. It usually averages around that. So about 120 a day? 100 to, no, not a day. for the whole week. Okay, so 120 a week times 18 years. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's like
0: that's like 2,000 people that you've taken around the strip at, at the old flight pattern. least,
1: and I, I haven't killed any of them yet. And that's not including sun and fun. Also. Yeah.
0: All right. So what, Paul? What have you learned in 18 years of flying demo flights?
1: that uh, the first few times around there's a lot of pilots that haven't been here and you really have to be on your P's and Q's, keep your separation I try to give everybody a good ride so they go away with a good feeling about light aviation and just be careful, you know, these things are great but you have to be safe safety first. So we saw that guy that got off on your last ride, he has all smiles, is that a typical reaction? I've never, I, I ask two questions when I get out of the plane, I ask him if they Enjoy the flight, and I invariably always get that. I've never got anybody that didn't, and that's important to me because I want to promote light aviation because it's a great sport. And I ask them if they do it again, and most of them say in a New York minute, so I've done my job. And I ask them a third question sometimes uh, if they... Uh, Promote a raise from my boss and ask him what two times zero is. (laughs) The new math just doesn't work, so I'm a volunteer. You're the most underpaid man in aviation. And the hardest working, too. (laughs) So they they
0: take this very seriously, safety on the ultralight strip. Um, Tell us about how they make sure that all these demos are done safely.
1: Well, we have a briefing every morning at 6.30, the morning briefing. They have an afternoon briefing if you don't make the morning briefing. You don't fly without a briefing. You have to be some kind of licensure, at least a sport pilot, to fly here. And it's uh, Sun and fun they inspect your plane here. We kind of self inspect. So, and they're very safety conscious. And if you make a mistake, they let you know and it's not to be repeated. So,
0: right, pull you out, retrain, make Absolutely. sure you're, you're clear.
1: Yeah, they go over what you did wrong, and if you do it again, you're probably going to get pulled out of here.
0: Yeah. And then what is the pattern like when you're operating here?
1: This is not a traditional pattern here. So, it's not, like I said, it's not for beginners. The, I recommend anybody that comes here, no matter how what their experience, I don't care if they're an airline pilot, that they. Go around at least a few times with an experienced co-pilot, safety pilot, and then they could take it on their own.
0: Yep. So you, you take off. It's what about 1,800 feet of grass, but it's not all
1: usable. No. This is this is a uh, 1,200 foot runway. They've got displaced rate uh, thresholds of 300 feet on each end, so exactly. it's what. Uh, oh, so
0: uh, it's really like 900 feet or, or well, less.
1: Well, it's about. We've got about a. Yeah, about 900 feet usable, but total I'd say 1, 12, 1400 feet, which, yeah. which is plenty for these aircraft. Okay, so you take off, you fly a 300 AGL, and you fly yes.
0: kind of a, a an oval loop out over the highway and then right. back loop in. Right. We
1: fly, we fly between. I fly between 300 and 400 feet. Absolute hard deck is is 500 feet. We have traffic coming in to the the regular airport, or the main runway over our head, So.
0: We're, and. And the turn to final is on a dogleg, why is that? Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's so you don't fly over the planes that are parked.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, there's an active runway, 3-6 right, is, right. Uh, is, is right there, so Absolutely. you can't cross 3-6, so you got a parallel 3-6 and then make a 45 degree turn dogleg. Into- there's
1: also a bunch of expensive aircraft parked between uh, the the access road and 3-6, so we can't fly over those. So it, It's a necessary evil, but it's, it's not bad. All right.
0: Well, Paul, uh, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you've uh, been doing it for the last 18 years. You're obviously very good at what you do. You ought to tell your boss that he, he needs to pay you that raise, because yeah, it's right. worth two every time, cent.
1: Two times zero still zero, though. All right. Thanks, Paul. Have a good show. All right. Thank you.
0: I'm here in the ultralight area, and I'm talking with Elena Lewis from Culver Propellers. And Culver makes a whole line of props for just about everything and of interest to the Sonics pilots, is uh, I think really a really solid performing prop that is uh, far more affordable than some of the competition, especially for the VW V engines. Elena, can you tell us about what Culver makes and then maybe what would be appropriate for a Sonics?
2: Sure, so we make a fixed pitch two-blade wooden propeller. Um, It's very, very basic and it's a very, very good performer. We offer a prop that would go well with the Sonex, and it's going to run you about $450. And that's quite a bit um, less than some of the others out there, Um, but they perform just as well, and they do a great job. And it's just a really good match for those airplanes.
0: So, do you have like a, a, a prop on file that if somebody calls you up and they say, oh yeah, we know exactly what you need, or do they need to come to you and say, I want this prop pitch and diameter, and then you'll cut it to match?
2: Well, that's where I feel like we do a little bit better, is that we don't do, um, say, part number propellers. So, yes, I know about what they're going to need, but I like to cater to their specific needs. So if they tell me that they have a short runway, then I wanna put them more with a climb prop. Or if they say, you know, I'm gonna be traveling long distances and I'd really like a better cruise. Well, then I like to adjust my pitch for that. So although I have a, a rough idea, I like that I get to customize specifically to what they want and what they need. And some people have, you know, they have different expectations and different needs for their airplanes, and I am happy that I get to do that and take all that into consideration and really, really customize a prop to their needs and their airplane.
0: Right, so you're not picking it off a shelf. You're making it for that individual person.
2: Yes, they're all made to order. So, you know, some people even tell me I want a scimitar shape. I'd like um, these tips painted this color, I'd like it stained to match my grain and my dash on this plane, or whatever it is that they need, and I get to do all that, because I make them individually to order, um, and it takes me about four weeks, so there is a wait time associated with it, but I feel like it's definitely worth the wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, four weeks is a, is a great amount of time. A lot of these other companies are, you know, 12 weeks or longer to try to get something, so that's pretty good service. Yeah. So are there any options or is it basically, um, like you said, um, stained, painted tips, that's all the normal options, or, or are there any upgrades that someone might consider?
2: Um, I just do a leading edge tape is the only other thing I offer. So we are very, very um, basic, um, not a lot of bells and whistles, just really good performance. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And um, And when it's time to... Do a little bit of repair work or a little bit of refinishing? They can send it back to you, and can you typically take care of a prop that gets sent in for refinishing?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, we refinish them for about $120, and, you know, it's a good thing to do in the winter time. A lot of people don't fly in the winter, so it's a good time to send it in and get it refurbished. Um, also, the other good thing about ours being a little bit more basic is that if you happen to get it and fly it and say wow I'd really like a couple hundred more RPMs you can send it back in and we can repitch it um, and get you that fine tune to get you where you need to be on RPMs so you can just send it back in and we'll repitch it and really really fine tune it.
0: Well that's great. Um, Elena thanks uh, I appreciate the rundown. If anybody's interested you can go to the website at culverprops.com and uh, save some time and save some money and get a really cool looking prop. Thanks, Lena.
3: Yep, appreciate it. All right. (laughs) One of the most interesting exhibitors.
0: (laughs) I'm in one of the big exhibition halls, and I'm here at the the Talos Avionics booth, and I'm with Panos, who's going to tell us a little bit about Talos's avionics offerings. And these are a whole line of really cool, inexpensive avionics that are perfectly suitable for uh, home-built and experimental aircraft builders. Please, uh, Panos, tell us about it.
3: Yeah, uh, good. Uh, nice to have you here. Uh, our, as already said, our systems are perfect for uh, experimental uh, uh, aircrafts. Uh, we have uh, two separate products. One that is an IFI system, electronic flight information, uh, connects to, to any tablet or phone, either Android or uh, iOS, uh, and basically turns your coffee to a glass cockpit. Next to that, we have uh, our uh, most advanced solution, which is the same IFIS uh, integrated with uh, ADSB in, and also an internal battery just in case of power failure. Uh, those are uh, great systems, priced uh, really low. They start as low as uh, 640 uh, and uh, go all the way just below 1,000. So, great solution. Uh, really great systems for uh, all uh, pilots uh, flying sonic aircrafts and uh, we'd love to see you uh, using them.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm I looking at your board and I see uh, the, the top of the board is the, uh, the sense for and then it kind of goes down and, and, and builds in capability. Can you just run us through from top to bottom what, what the systems are?
3: Oh yes, yes. Uh, top System, the, uh, our entry-level product, uh, is uh, again a full uh, flight information system uh, connects uh, wirelessly to uh, uh, any tablet, actually we can connect uh, up to 10 tab- tablets simultaneously. And then going down, we have the same system that also connects via tethered connection to the tablet. Next in the line is uh, the system that is the EFI system augmented with ads and internal battery. And then next one is the same system also with a tethered connection. So you start with uh, a simple, uh, not simple actually, a very sophisticated uh, if system uh, that connects wirelessly and you go all the way down to if system augmented with ADS-B in, internal battery and tether connection.
0: Okay. So it looks like it's a, it's a single hardware box that has all your sensors and all that. How all the, do you mount that and what, what do you have to feed it?
3: Uh, it's, again, as you just said, it's single box. Uh, you simply mount it at a convenient place, uh, close to the cockpit. It uh, could be on the windscreen, uh, anywhere you, you like. Uh, there's nothing special with that. You can simply use double-sided uh, adhesive tape and uh, mount it. Uh, and uh, that's about it then you uh, connect your tablet either wirelessly or with a cable connection and it simply operates it simply runs that's all
0: yeah and, and that's a lot of capability for a price that's not much more than just an ads in receiver
3: yes uh, absolutely that's exactly the case and uh, this is actually our uh, uh, way to the market uh, strategy uh, we offer complete systems very affordable that anyone can use so you don't have to like pay the price of your aircraft just to have a glass cockpit. You have a glass cockpit at a price that is a very, very small fraction of the glass cockpit prices.
0: Yeah, it looks like a great system. Um, we are always looking for additional capabilities, and so I think this is going to fit in perfectly. I look forward to, um, to trying out yeah. one. Yeah,
3: so. uh, one thing that uh, I didn't mention, just to close with that, is that uh, uh, the system has so many different capabilities that are integrated in the system. They are offered, there, uh, they exist already in the entry-level model. Uh, just to mention uh, one that uh, even uh, if everything goes wrong, uh, the, uh, the software is uh, set up in such a way that it will go on operating on the internal uh, sensors of your tablet. So if anything in this world fails, this uh, software will continue running. So there are so many uh, capabilities in the system. I really uh, invite each and everyone to, uh, to come and test the system. It's, uh, yeah. it's worth the case.
0: And I guess one final uh, question. Uh, you are running a, a custom proprietary app on the tablet. Yes. A- and how does that work? Uh,
3: it's very simple. You simply download it uh, to your tablet, it uh, recognizes immediately which uh, model, or which uh, box uh, of our products uh, you have installed, and it simply launches and uh, just runs. Uh, so it's fully customizable, so if you want to customize uh, anything on the screen, this uh, is uh, absolutely the case. And uh, operating it is uh, as uh, simply as uh, one, two, three. That's. Uh,
0: and, and looking at the, the the display model here, you've got navigation, you've got your primary flight instruments, uh, yeah. all configurable, in and yeah. how you split them out on the screen.
3: Yeah, uh, and uh, it. Uh, good news is also it uh, cooperates with all known navigation systems like. Uh, Easy VFR, EasyVFR, Skydemon, uh, you name it, it uh, cooperates with them as well, uh, you can uh, uh, operate it in split-screen mode if your tablet uh, allows to do that, or you, it even works, uh, it uh, superimposes on uh, the actual navigation system and runs on top of it. So it's like, uh, again, a complete solution that, uh, you know, uh, makes your life easier as a pilot.
0: Well, great. Thanks for running through that. Uh, if anybody wants to, to find them on the web, it's talosavionics, T-A-L-O-S, avionics.com. And uh, go take a look. Um, I think it's a fantastic product. Thanks for yeah, running me through. And
3: uh, yeah, here at uh, the Airsoft Oscars, we are at, in uh, Hangar D, booth 4070.
0: Okay, very good.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. Hello, this is
4: Isaac Schultz here with... Uh, major Kurbitsky. Uh, Flight Officer Oakland. From the Civil Air Patrol. So, what are you two doing here? Uh, we're working
2: with the public affairs side, so we're here to. Well, right now, we just got a press briefing so we can kind of be prepared for the rest of the day so we can uh, be on top of different activities of aircraft arrivals uh, so we can let everyone back at their compound know what's going on.
0: What's the process look like for getting selected to come to Air
2: Venture? Um, there's about 1,500 people that apply, but only 160 people get in, so it's a very competitive activity to get into. Did they pay for you to come here? Uh, no, we, we paid. Okay. It's not that much, but it's definitely worth the price once you get here, once you experience air venture on the volunteer
1: side. And
2: then,
4: did you guys fly in or drive? Uh, I drove in. I drove in. Well, it was great talking to you. Will you be here next year? Yeah, yeah definitely. that's the plan. All right, have a good time at the show. Thanks, yeah. Isaac.
0: I'm in Exhibit Hall C, and I'm over at the GRT, the Grand Rapids Technology Avionics booth, and I'm, I'm talking with John about the type of instruments that a typical Sonics builder might want to put in their project. You know, we, we build Sonics because they're great, awesome value airplanes. We build them on a budget, and GRT has a perfect match that goes with these types of projects. So, John, tell us what can GRT offer a Sonics builder that's going to give them great capability at a fantastic price point.
4: For a value panel, uh, we have the EX7. Its, uh, its price point starts at 1500 and it's a pretty basic stripped-down system. Uh, the EX stands for expandable, so as you go along, you can add things like a moving map or synthetic vision, or if you find you've run into serial ports, you can add more of those. So it's a nice way to segue into a glass panel without, you know, paying an arm and a leg for something. And it's uh, about seven inches. That's what the seven stands for. So it fits into a lot of different panels without too much trouble. It doesn't take up a lot of panel space. Um, and we have different packages. If you know what you want out the gate, you can buy a package for uh, you know $2,000. It has certain levels of software in it. And all the packages get you a bit of a discount as well.
0: So just to make sure people understand the... This CFIS that we're talking about, this, this is a full-fledged product. This has got you know, primary flight display. It will, it will accept inputs from a variety of engine monitors. You have navigation and all those features you talked about adding. So so if if I came in and I said, hey, I've got about $2,500 to spend. What should I buy to get a killer uh, a panel? Tell me what the products you recommend to do that okay. on a $2,500 budget.
4: Uh, for $2,500, you could get the base model EX, uh, and then what I would do is uh, purchase one of the engine monitors. You can buy them sort of a la carte. Uh, so if you just buy the basic engine monitor and the wires and, uh, you know, a couple of like oil pressure, temperature, EGT, CHT, that'll sit you right around 2,500. And the nice thing is that if you buy the EIS along with the EFIS, we throw in about a 10% discount on the EIS side of things. So that we will rest you right around 2500 and then, you know, like I said with the expandability, when you've built your budget up a bit more, you can then go and buy another feature and get used to that and get another one later or add more probes to the engine monitor.
0: Okay, and if you want to go with synthetic vision and navigation and touchscreen, each one of those features is only a couple hundred dollars.
4: Yep, the most expensive feature we have would be the synthetic vision or the vertical autopilot commands for 400. Everything else rests right around 200 to 250, somewhere in that range. Okay, Um, what's the website if people want to go check out? The website is www.grtavionics.com.
0: Okay, and then uh, just for people that are following Isaac's build, uh, Isaac is going to be running a GRT panel in his with the, uh, the Sport 7-inch and an EIS, and it's going to be awesome. He's really looking forward to it. Thanks, John. You guys have a good show. Hey, thanks so much. I'm here with David Weber at the Dynon booth, and David, I know that Dynon is working on some really cool stuff, so I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Right. First, <laughs> first, if you can just kind of tell us all the big stuff that Dynon's working on, because we see a lot of stuff in the news. And then I'm going to ask you the hard question, but I'm going to save that one for after you bench the first part. So, what are you guys working on?
5: Well, recently we just came out with uh, a couple portable devices, the D3, which is a upgrade to our D2 and D1 series. We added synthetic vision to the D3, uh, kept it the same format as the D2, so it snaps right into all of its uh, mounting devices. Uh, the D3 is a great portable device for people that want that backup that's a, a GPS-based based backup. And uh, the DRX, which is our portable ADS-B-IN device, um, kind of along the same price line as the Stratux, which is that home build uh, ADS-B-IN device, but it gives you uh, a complete system at that price point. All you have to do is open it up out of the box and, and start using it for your iPad or any of your other uh, devices off of a pad. Um, The other thing that we're working on right now, as uh, you see uh, out here in the booth, is just more additions to our our line as far as feature bases with the screens. Uh, We're working on a dual engine for those that have got multiple engines like your air cams, that kind of a stuff. Uh, We see more and more with the experimental world that um, the uh, dual engine is becoming more popular and uh, you know, it's it's a great fun place in the experimental world because there's so much diversity in it.
0: Yeah, and for people that are flying a sort of a legacy pad, uh, panel, so they've got an old panel mount, maybe an Icom radio, and they've got uh, maybe an old MGL, an old black and white MGL thing, and they're looking at the ADSB 2020 mandate coming up, and thinking, well, this is a really good time. I got to get ADSB somehow, some way. Maybe I'll just go ahead and upgrade my panel and get that. How would you recommend a person who wants to get a good sort of value, low-cost panel? They also want to get ADSP, but they want to get some of those new modern features. What what from Dynon would kind of set them up for that?
5: Great question, Jeff. And uh, my answer to that is uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, we came out with the Dynon Skyview SE series. It stands for Simple ethos. So it's... The same platform as our upper level uh, Skyviews, but this one has no mapping software. It does allow you to get into that ADSB in and ADSB out uh, requirements. That way, uh, you, everything that you do in the upgrade it still gives you that great EFIS, but at a lower point and a lower entry point for uh, your ADSB in and out.
0: Okay. All right. And um, with a lot of things on the Dynon, software unlocks additional features and things like that. So um, I I like the way it can build on itself. So I promised I would save the second part of the question. So with all of the buzz about Dynon Certified and and putting autopilots in Bonanzas and all kinds of stuff like that, the question everybody keeps asking is, Dynon is not turning their back on experimental airplanes, are they?
5: What do you say to that? Definitely not. Um, What we've noticed is that when we push the company, when we push ourselves to higher levels, All that technology pushes everything along. Going into the certified market with STCs, not actually certifying the product, but going with an STC route to put it into specific aircraft types, we're learning so much in that realm. Uh, That technology has allowed us to add things like the dual engine really wasn't a big requirement in the experimental world until recently, but with the STCs in any of the uh, uh, the certified world, it's a must. So I would like to say to all of the Dynon users and everybody in the experimental world, the bread and butter of Dynon is experimental. Dynon came up with the glass panel, affordable glass panel for the experimental world. We're going to live there. That's our bread and butter. We're not walking away from experimental at all. And every design meeting that we talk about, we talk about how we can bring new and exciting things to the experimental world. And rather than have that trickle-down theory, bringing everything from a certified world down into experimental world, we think of more of it pushing it uphill. And that is bringing things from experimental into the uh, certified world.
0: All right. Awesome. I love Dynon products. I love the interface. I love the... The, the cooperation with their customers I'm a dine-on customer for life thanks David thank you Jeff the views and opinions expressed on the Sonic Flight podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of any individual company or organization mentioned on this program nothing presented on this podcast should be construed to be the official position or recommendation of anyone not directly associated with Sonic's Flight anything that sounds like advice should be carefully considered before being implemented remember You are the pilot in command.